With a lead generator like Google Ads, once you can see you're making money off the advertising, it's almost like you have a magic ATM machine where you put in $1 and $3 come out. Now the question is then, how much money are you going to put into that ATM machine? Today on the Help Me Grow My Business podcast, we find out the truth behind why Google Ads has such an expensive reputation with lead paid media expert, Michael Collins. Well, welcome, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us today. Happy to be here. Thanks, guys. So this is a very obvious question we need to get out the way. Michael, what is the difference between search engine marketing and search engine optimization? Okay. So when we talk about search engine marketing, I think we, what we really want to talk about is PPC. So, so that paid advertising. When we look at, the search, uh, at a search result page, so what comes out after you've typed your search term into Google, uh, typically right up the top there, you're going to see some ads. You're going to see some people who have paid for the privilege to get in front of you, especially if what you're searching for has a real commercial intent to it. You might not see any ads if you're just looking for a recipe on how to cook tonight's dinner. But if you're looking for those products, you're definitely going to see ads there. Now with SEO, that's more about making your website more noticeable to Google through just building on that website itself. When we think about what Google wants search to be, they want to have a relevant, really rich experience for the people who are searching. So what that means is websites that can show themselves to be more relevant, more specified to that search intent or whatever people are looking for. Uh, Google likes to populate their page with those sorts of listings to be useful, to, to, to be useful to the people that, that go to Google. And that's why we all go to Google. It's because it's so useful. Um, because we have all these people going to Google, we also have the opportunity to put ads in front of them, which is sort of where I step in. Not everyone can afford a massive SEO strategy or not everyone has been in the marketplace for 10 years. Sometimes if, if you want to get something up and running quickly, um, get busy fast, uh, then running with paid ads for a while while you're doing your SEO in the background can be a great way to start competing uh, from the get-go. Google has admitted in the past that Google ads can be quite expensive, especially for small businesses. Why is this so? And is it always the case? Google ads is relatively quite expensive compared to other advertising types. Another thing that Google has going for it, Google ads has going for it compared to other advertising types is the transparency and the reporting. Now, when you're, say, a plumber and you're tossing up whether to spend $10,000 on some big TV campaign or $10,000 of Google ads for a year, when you buy that TV campaign, there's really not much there for you to be able to see what the impact of that was. They can try, but, but realistically, it's not like they can measure this person heard your ad or saw your ad on TV and then they picked up the phone and called you, especially not in the small business space. When a small business owner pays for Google Ads and they have that reporting feedback in place, like say they're recording the phone calls that get triggered by the Google Ads, they can directly cross-reference that with any of their invoices coming through and they can see, oh, I paid, maybe I paid $20 a click on, on to get that call, but that call resulted in a $300 job. Why is Google Ads so expensive? It's because competitors can see the value of it. And when they know that $20 click is going to bring back a $300 job, 
they're willing to pay $20 a click. Now, other advertising types where it's more impression-based, it's more about brand awareness, there's less measurability, there's less tangible business outcomes being measured as a result of that advertising, it's going to be cheaper simply because at the face of it, for that business owner trying to ask himself, where am I going to spend my $10,000 this year in marketing? They want to spend it somewhere they can see it works. For a really small business who's looking at potentially getting Google ads and might be a bit freaked out by them and the thought of the cost, what sort of outlay are they looking at for just the Google ads? Like say they've got a website and everything they need, what sort of price would they be looking at to enter Google ads? Realistically, you can start Google ads with any budget you want. Okay. Now I could spin up a fresh campaign or any business owner can go to ads.google.com today set up an account, set any budget against that, and that campaign will start spending. I think where budgets play into it is we have a lot of conversations about what outcomes are you expecting as a result of this campaign. And a lot of the businesses we talk to, they'll say, oh, we want 15, 20, 30 calls extra a week. And so when we talk about budgets with clients, we're not necessarily saying this is the minimum you have to enter, but for the outcomes that you've told me you want to see, this is the amount of money we see you realistically having to spend for that to work. With a lead generator like Google Ads, once you can see you're making money off the advertising, it's almost like you have a magic ATM machine where you put in $1 and $3 come out. Now the question is then, how much money are you going to put into that ATM machine? The real world kind of will always play into it. Um, now you're going to run out of staff or uh you're going to fall into you know, spending enough that all of a sudden you're not seeing the returns that you used to. But by and large, there is probably a price point for anyone to enter Google Ads. Now, what we say to that and what I kind of covered earlier was like how much you need to spend to make visible impact on your business. And that's what people really need to think about. Plus running it on its own, I will say that there are a lot of hurdles for business owners to run their own Google Ads. Uh, it's not necessarily the most forgiving platform in the world uh, and if you're not careful you can spend a lot of money very quickly with very limited return which is why I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that comes down to I've heard um, businesses say like whoa 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 I'm actually growing too fast and that I guess is the true power of Google ads that it can actually do that you don't really hear that come from a lot of other services. No, you definitely don't. Um, If you're a small business and you've decided, yeah, I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to try Google Ads, what should you have before you run your first ad? Like, Should you have a good website? What what do you need apart from the Google Ad itself? You definitely want a good website. You want a website that covers everything that you want to advertise in your ads. Uh, We've got a saying and it's don't let your ads write checks that your website can't cash. So You don't want to be advertising for something like a promotion or a specific type of service only to send people to a website where you're not backing that up. So not only do you need a good website, but you need a website aligned to with what you want to advertise today. I will say the other thing that business, small business owners, especially where it is really tight on dollars, what they really need to make sure when they're entering Google ads is they have a feedback loop about So we talk about recording phone calls. So um, when I run Google Ads, I will install call tracking software on your website. So when people come through off a paid advertisement, we swap the phone number out um, with our own call tracking number, which then redirects back to your business phone. However, what we're able to do is then we can see, oh, that search that we got clicked on 
led to this call. Two benefits there. One, reporting. Got to let the client see. Got to let <laughs> these business owners have to be able to see the value in that. Um, and and if you do not have that feedback loop for your business, you cannot tell if you're getting a return. And then you're not going to want to spend more. In fact, you're going to want to pull back and spend less because it's too hard to, you know, really appreciate uh, that effect it can have on your business. For us as analysts as well, when we're going in to optimize a campaign and make a campaign better over time, when we start to notice, oh great, when we're serving on this keyword, we can see calls only cost $30. However, on this keyword, calls cost $120. It's as simple as moving budget from underperforming targeting to better performing targeting. And then that client who might have spent $500 or $1,000 in their first month to receive 10 or 20 calls by months four or five, after we've been slowly optimizing it over time, they might be seeing somewhere between 50 to 60. So it gets better over time as well. Yeah, 100%. I know when we had Ben Reynolds on the show, he was talking about how businesses can even take those calls, listen back to them. So if they come to you and say, hey, you say you're getting all these leads, but I'm not getting any more jobs, you can say, let's listen to those calls and see how they're going. Yeah, we, we see a lot of variation in terms of what clients are able to get out of the product. And it does come down a lot to what they bring to the table. Now, Google Ads is not a guarantee that your business is going to make more money. Google Ads provides an opportunity for you to be having more <laughs> powerful conversations that are going to lead to you having more jobs. We get the phone to ring. But once you pick up the phone and answer, it's up to you from then. Some clients will turn down every single job that doesn't seem like it's, you know, within five minutes of their house and going to be super easy for them to do and what have you. Other clients will take every and any job that they can get their hands on. Obviously, depending on how selective you are or how hungry you are to go after those jobs or how good you are at converting over the phone, that directly relays back to how much money you make off running Google Ads. We've been talking a lot about Google Ads uh, in regards to search engine marketing, and you mentioned PPC, but then you've got search engine marketing on other platforms. So you've got like Bing, so Microsoft Ads. Is it worth only focusing on Google Ads or when won't you look at another platform? Australia is an interesting market where they by and large mostly use Google. So a little bit different in the States, a little bit different in some other areas where Bing has a much stronger market share, or also we're just talking about uh, countries with much larger populations. So even though Bing only controls, I think it's around 3 or 4%, don't quote me on that, um, of search engine market share, that actually represents quite a large number over in the States. Now, one thing Bing has is they have very specific niches that use Bing. They're very overrepresented in C-level staff, CEOs, CMOs, CFOs, um, executives, and they're overrepresented in older demographics. We think it's mostly because Bing is the default search engine for the Edge Internet Explorer. So if you buy a Windows machine and you're not savvy enough to install Google Chrome onto it, or you just don't care, because <laughs> some of these people are incredibly savvy, uh, you'll stick on Bing. So if I had a service that really aligned to that sort of demographic in Australia, I would definitely chase it. However, I think I constantly fall into conversations with clients about like, what are the quick wins here? What are, what are the easy to get sort of leads that we haven't gone after yet before we start considering our more expensive options? Most conversations I have, I find that we haven't really exhausted 
opportunity in Google enough to say be looking at something like Bing. However, if we did reach the scenario where Google was completely maxed out and we were looking for extra places to bring in more clients, more revenue, it's easy enough to explore it with Bing. A lot of Bing's backend is based around making it as easy as possible to clone a Google Ads campaign and push it straight onto Bing Ads. So when the time comes that we do need to explore those options, uh, it, it's, it's not necessarily a hard decision to make. It can be quick. And then if we don't see the return there, we can jump back into Google to try something else. What are you predicting or what do you think the biggest trends in Google Ads for 2023 will be? Google is trying to get away from keywords to a certain extent. Google is more interested in what your website is about and what Google thinks your website is about than what you try to directly dictate to Google. So dynamic search ads, um, a new ad format that's taken off in the last couple of years. We've got it rolled out across a lot of different clients um, and we see great results from it. To spin up a dynamic search ad, all you need to do is write an ad and give them a URL to your website. That's it. Google then goes and crawls your website. It reads what it's about. And then it aligns your ad to search terms that Google thinks is relevant to your website. Funnily enough, Massive implications for SEO. So Google Paid used to be this insulated little space where it really didn't matter how good your website was and it really didn't matter how much thought you put into the rest of your online presence. As long as you spent the money and said what keywords you wanted to get in front of, you would get in front of them. Now Google directly takes the quality of your website into determining who they're going to put those ads in front of. If Google doesn't know what your website is about, Google doesn't know which ads to put your website in front of. So this sort of holistic view where it's like PPC versus SEO, but really what we're seeing in paid coming into 2023 is that you have to have both, or at least the advertisers who have both SEO and PPC will outperform those who do one or the other. When we talk about is it the SEO that's performing or is it the paid search that's performing, it's well actually... Mr. or Mrs. Customer, we have structured your strategy in such a way that we are working together. And, and that's also one of the benefits of making sure you keep PPC and SEO in the same house as well. Sometimes if you want to spread yourself across different agencies or having different people looking after different parts of the pie, um, they can try to work against each other for what might be their own selfish benefit. And having the benefit of that all being in-house means that there's no real competition there. It's what outcome can we get for the client that's going to be best overall. And that's what we all want at the end of the day, isn't it, really? Yeah, exactly. Look, this is definitely a baseline episode, like going over those kind of basics, but mm-hmm. 100% getting you back on here to uh, deep dive a bit further into more topics because that was very interesting. Awesome. I definitely learned something. Me too. I loved it. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Local Search, one of Australia's leading full suite digital marketing services. They help more than 28,000 Australian businesses, making everything from building a website and SEO to Google ads, social ads, and more easy, effective, and affordable. Go and check out their more than 400 online reviews. And while this podcast will give you the basics, if you do need a hand, visit business.localsearch.com.au.
while we have you. We respectfully acknowledge the Yukonbeh people, the traditional owners of the land in which we record on, and pay our respects to their elders past and present.